Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Steve Cypress here along with my co-host and your fearless leader, dear listener, Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, I can't tell you how happy I am to be here. As always, things are, this is going to be magnificent, fantastic, remarkable, the biggest, the best podcast to date. That said, i got to tell you, if somebody wants to troll us, if somebody wants to say something ugly, if somebody wants, I don't even care. Because I know well, I was they, just thinking, I was like, you know, um, technically, I always say, like, how great you are, but actually, like, um, you know, I think uh, you should be kicked off of this podcast. Like, you just suck. Like, I can't wait until you're, you're, you're out of here. You, you, can, uh, you can think all you want. I'm still going uh, to drive through and give our listeners the I think that no matter what you say on this podcast, I should resist and obstruct everything you say. Feel free because it's not going to make any difference in the long run. Everybody's still going to be fantastically wealthy, and we're going to make podcasting great again. Now, you see, dear listener, obviously we're having a little fun here. Maybe not obviously. Everyone's in shock and go, what? I thought Steve liked this guy. I thought everyone was a good guy. Like, I've been listening to this, and everyone's a good guy. What the hell is Steve talking about? What an idiot. Like, which is how I feel when once in a while I'll see in the news one of these blowhard, hoo-ha, ridiculous people calling for... They were calling for Trump's impeachment before he even took office. So that's what we're talking about today. You just heard, dear listener, an example of, which is the need, the absolute requirement for all successful small business owners and entrepreneurs to have thick skin. Now, here's the thing that gets me, and I chuckle every time I hear it. People, the anti-Trumpers, constantly saying, uh, oh, Trump has such thin skin. Oh, he's so thin-skinned. Oh, you know, they, they just love that. He's thin-skinned because, you know, if somebody says something, he'll just tweet, and he has to get back at him. And, and I'm like, really now? I mean, do the math. I mean, I know they can't really believe that. Like, do the math. He's probably got, like, at least conservatively, I don't know, a 1,000 people a day so say something nasty and terrible about him, and maybe one tweet once in a while is going back at those people. Like, He's ignoring 9,999 things going on every day against him, always has. Again, you know, for people who don't know, I'm from New York, and I pretty much grew up in the Donald Trump era of bombastic self-promotion forever, and I very carefully paid attention to all this, all going on, and he's always had and had to have tremendous thick skin to put up with what he's put up with. I mean, when, I remember when he got divorced from his first wife, uh, Iv Ivana Trump, and it was the main tabloid story for weeks, at least, on the covers of every paper and every news, the, the most expensive divorce ever, the biggest thing. I mean, he was, you know, laughing. This is going back decades. I mean, he has put up with so much crap for so long, and then you saw him on the campaign trail for over a year putting up with so much crap from everybody from both sides, Republican, Democrat, conservative, didn't matter. Everyone's giving him crap all the time. And to say that he has thin skin because once in a while he lashes back at somebody is showing not only such ridiculous 
ineptitude of like understanding, but it's like you're really blind. I mean, you just don't get it. The guy has unbelievable thick skin. Wasn't his first wife the one who branded him the Donald? So the Donald, and that was uh, that came from you know, her. Maybe I, I think yeah, because she you know had she sound pretty much she sound to me anyway sounded the same as uh, the first lady now with this Eastern European English. Oh yeah, he, uh, and he so, likes yeah, to she, call people. That's how she interpret. would sound. The Donald. She would say you know the Donald. Yeah, you know, and, and here's the thing that people don't understand, is that when he lashes back at people, there's a reason for it. It promotes, it gets attention, it does something that he wants it to do. This stuff is done strategically. He, he doesn't occasionally lash back because he, he got his feelings hurt. I mean, I, I would venture to say he doesn't <laughs> give a shit what Rosie O'Donnell thinks. Yeah, but I mean, it's such a, when you say it, though, I mean, it's such a comical concept to even think of. And people really believe that. Like, he has yeah. thin skin. He's so easily hurt. And then they use that to say, so I'm going to live in fear for the next three and three-quarter years of my life that every night he might press the nuclear button and blow up the whole planet because he has such thin skin. And I'm like, that statement shows, like, misunderstanding on, like, 427 levels of how things work. But Exactly. It's, it's a ridiculous statement because he's, uh, uh, his whole demeanor, I, he, he, he's a brilliant follower of a uh, philosophy that I, I describe I, I, as you don't matter unless you matter, right? So if somebody can hurt him, then he pays attention to what that person says or thinks or does. But if somebody can't hurt him, you can be well assured that he doesn't give a shit what you say. And if he responds to it, it's for strategic reasons, not because he's got his feelings hurt. Like you said, he spent his whole career getting dragged through the media and called names and made fun of and everything else. Well, and, and, and he ran for president. And everyone that runs for president is going to get bombarded with negativity from everybody. And most, 90% or whatever, of the candidates, that's, to me, a big reason they drop out. They cannot handle the backlash and the negativity that just comes with the program. Like, I remember Herman Cain years ago. This is not the Lessons Learned from Herman Cain podcast, but similarly, a very successful business person running as a Republican, which means the press immediately hates him, but they paid no attention until he suddenly was leading in the polls, and then they came after him with this bogus story about this and the sexual something about that, which he, he said, no, that's you know been debunked long ago, but he, I, I'm not getting into his head, but he almost immediately after that, he just exited the race. I mean, which I'm thinking, he just couldn't handle the bombardment of attack. But sure. Trump hung in there, and he hung in there more than anyone because he pretty much brings it upon himself a lot of these attacks by saying and doing ridiculous things. So he, you know, if anyone remembers, not that long ago, a year ago, the whole campaign of like, I'm going to say something ridiculous about John McCain. I'm going to say something ridiculous here. I'm going to do something ridiculous there. I'm going to say all Muslims should be banned. You just said ridiculous incendiary things all the time. And immediately backlash of tremendous hatred. And that's it. He's out now. And you'll never hear of him again. His campaign is over. I mean, He's gotten heaped on more crap than anybody, but pretty much every politician gets heaped on crap, both before you get in office and certainly after in office. That's just the job. So for right, some but, of the but things, they, he has they, thin skin, you're out of your mind. He doesn't know anything about influence or getting people's attention or <laughs> any of that. Clearly, he was just saying stupid things and, and, uh, and then retracting them because people got upset at him and said mean things. That, that I clearly, remember seeing something on TV, it was a snippet of some interview with a person that gotten access to his penthouse in the Trump Tower or whatever in New York, 
And you always see, like, he does interviews from there, but it's always in the same, like, it's in the foyer. It's, like, in the end. But this guy was, like, walking around to, like, not to, I never saw his bedroom, I don't think. I didn't watch the whole thing. But it was walking around to areas I hadn't seen before. And because that was, the, that was the, the, the premise of the interview was we go up and close and personal with the belongings of famous people. It was something about that. It was about the belongings of right. famous people. And so we walk around their house, and they show us belongings and tell us stories about those belongings. So if a guy has like an eighth-place trophy from Little League, he's going to tell us a story about how he was, his parents were wusses who brought him up to get a participation trophy, and he's all happy that he showed up, which, of course, I digress because nobody over the that's a pretty new thing. But anyway, so I just remember he was walking around with Trump, and there was this room, which I don't know if it had been set up for the interview. Of course, that's always a question. But there was just a table in the middle of the room which was stacked with magazines. And it had, like, as, as many as you could lay out in separate stacks on the table, like 40 copies of this one, 20 of this one. And they were all magazines that Trump was on the cover. And so he took them into this room, and just about every single one of them was negative, of course. It was Time magazine with him on the cover saying, oh, the worst thing that ever happened to America, and on and on. And Trump simply said, oh, yeah, and here's, you know, look at these magazines. Pretty cool. I'm on the cover of all these magazines. Isn't that cool? And the interviewer was like, <laughs> Donald. Like, how is that cool? They're all, like, destroying you. And he's like, ah, oh, whatever. They can say whatever they want. You know, whatever. And I was like, look at that. Look at how he does it. Not only does he not care, he displays them proudly. He doesn't see it as, look, there's a negative thing about me on the cover. He just says, look, I'm on the cover. Right, and that's the important part. I'm on the cover. He looks at it as a huge victory. Time Magazine hates me, has hated me decades, thing I say or do, and yet four separate issues... Here I am on their cover. How ironically, uh, awesomely juicy is that? <laughs> and that's how he looks at it. Right. Well, now, you want to tell right me that's having thin skin? That's the thickest skin known to mankind. And the thing is, is that what people don't understand, people meaning, of course, the, the masses of people, not our listeners who are the elite, the, the top, you know, the top of the heap when it comes to the, uh, to the American population. What most people don't understand is that it doesn't matter whether they're saying bad things about him. What matters is that they're talking about him. And that's what too many business owners get too wrapped up in every little nasty thing that somebody says about them. Oh, somebody left a bad comment. Uh, you know, oh, somebody called and complained because they didn't like me mailing to them. Oh, somebody, whatever, right? And it's, yeah, or uh, the competitor uh, said such and such about me in their ad yeah. or in their marketing. Yeah, oh, they said something mean about me and I'm upset. And the truth is that obviously you need to gauge what's going on in the marketplace if somebody matters. So if the mayor of the town that you're living in is uh, going on a rampage to try and destroy your business, that matters. But if, uh, you know, Jimmy, the Kinko's guy who came home from work and got your postcard and didn't like your postcard, who cares? Let Jimmy complain all he wants to everybody at Kinko's. It doesn't matter. And too many people take too much offense and too much concern about every little negative thing somebody says about somebody. One of the things that people don't realize, Steve, is that years ago I had an ad for one of my businesses show up on the David Letterman show. People have probably heard me tell the story. Now, the ad showed up on the David Letterman show, but it showed up because people were making fun of the ad because it had a funny headline. 
Right. Well, that, that was the whole shtick. That was the whole premise yeah. of that David Letterman thing was stupid local ads or something. Exactly. It's hometown paper segment or whatever the hell they call it. That was the deal. You don't think that, that he that said, let me show some typical hometown ads or let me show no. some really effective hometown ads. The whole premise was, let me show some ads that we're going to make fun of. Right. So, but now from that moment on, I knew that one tenth of one percent of anybody I was ever going to go out and see had a, had seen that show and would remember it. Right? I knew nobody was going to remember it. However, everybody from that moment on heard, as seen on the David Letterman show, as seen on whatever the hell the name of the show was. Right? Well, because that's the deal. I didn't get upset. I wasn't angry that. Uh, well, I'm going to take it even a step show. further, Everett. I'm going to say that if it was today with social media, you would have gone so far as to take that clip and proudly display it on your website, put it on YouTube, and you would have had no qualms about just saying as seen on. You would have said as seen on, even with him thinking he's making fun of it. Who cares? Oh, you better believe it. As a matter of fact, the first thing I did. See, I didn't actually see the see the segment. A friend of mine from New Jersey was watching and called me and said, "Dude." Did you see, you know, the Letterman show? I said no, and he said your your thing was on. It had to be you because it was raccoons in the attic, and it was from Sarasota, Florida. And I said, yeah, that was me. So I called the Letterman show the next day and said, hey guys, you used my ad. I need a copy of the of the show, and they sent me a copy of the segment. So yeah, I mean, I you you better believe I would have uh, I would have done it. I'd have done it in a hot second. Well, that's the point, and that's our advice to the listener. Is that's our our basic advice, of course, we always have our advanced tip, but that's our basic tip is you see it with Donald Trump. Don't, you, know, you can listen to all the people who don't know any better or are just being stupid to think he has thin skin, but you're seeing amazingly thick skin. And there's an example how you need to have thick skin because if you're doing anything out of the box, contrarian, different, you're challenging anything, you're you know, doing all the stuff that works, all the stuff you hear about here on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, you're going to get blowback. You're going to get jealous people. You're going to get negative people. You're going to get people who just don't know, know any better. But for whatever reason, you're going to get negative blowback from it. And you, I guess, there, therefore, you have at least two choices. You can succumb to it all and go, oh, I retract that statement and I'll never do it again and I'll pull that ad and, no, oh, I'm sorry, I ran it. Or I guess you could just ignore it. Or you could go even further, like Everett's talking about, and celebrate it. And well, go, and, and like and, I just said with Donald Trump, celebrating and displaying all the magazine covers negatively towards him and proudly displaying and showing them and going, hey, check this out. Look at all the covers I'm on. And Everett well, going, hey, and, look how I was on David Letterman. And I don't give a crap of the presence they thought, the reason why I was <laughs> getting all that publicity. The point is, I got the publicity. Just one more quick story for the folks who, who may not be able to relate to the idea of showing up on David Letterman. For the few people who might not immediately relate, we, back in the roofing business, did direct mail. Surprise, surprise, to generate a ton of business. And so I did a direct mailing. It was a gated community. So what happened it, what, what happened is my wife looked on Craigslist because the mailing involved taking a picture of the front of the house. That was how we, you know, that was the attention getter. That was the grabber. It was a handwritten address envelope. And so that it was, when it got open, it had this picture of the house in front of it. And, of course, that caught everybody's attention and got them to read the letter. So my wife checked on Craigslist until she found something for sale in the community and then went around one Saturday afternoon after the guard let her in to go see the whatever Duma Pledgy that was on sale in that community and took pictures of houses that needed roofs. Uh, and then she Ooh. brought the pictures back. And I'm pretty we sure prepared. that's against the bylaws. <laughs> yeah, 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 the bylaws. They, they, they were, so, <laughs> so we prepared the was mail. Was that Del Boca we Vista? <laughs> and, uh, and we dropped the mailing. 
And two days later, which is how long it took for the mail to get there, I get a phone call. Hi, this is uh, this is Officer So and So from uh, from you know Dust and So uh, Security. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, what what can I do for you? And uh, he said, well, uh, you know, we've had some complaints about uh, something you mailed. Um, uh, you know, you 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 had pictures of the front of the house. I said, yeah, we put pictures in the front of the house. If the roof looks like from the from the uh, from the street, if it looks like it needs to be fixed. Anyway, I'll fast forward to the end. So the guy, uh, the guy tells me, "Well, uh, you, you, you've got to stop mailing." And I said, "Like hell, I've got to stop mailing." It's sent by the U.S. <laughs> Post Office. I'll mail whatever the, the fuck mail I want. police. If if you wanna if you wanna give me the name of the people who were upset, I'll be happy to take them off the mailing list. But other than that, I'll mail whoever I want to mail. I'll put a piece of mail in. It's first class. I'll put it anywhere. I'll, I'll mail whatever I want to whoever I want. And he said, "Well, uh, I might have to uh, I might have to ban you from coming in the community." I said, "Let me tell you something, pal." You don't have the authority to ban me from coming into the community. If somebody, if a, if a resident invites me into the community, they like to piss off. What are you going to do? And he was furious. I mean, just fuming that I wasn't immediately succumbing to his authority. But guess what? We ended up selling a few roofs in the in the community, and there was a handful of people who were upset. They even called the police. One one people even called the sheriff's department. So there was a handful of people who were upset, and they were stomping and uh, and upset. And in the meantime, we mailed. I don't know, a few hundred pieces for uh, for a dollar, a dollar fifty each. Uh, by the time we got done with the picture and mailing and everything, and made thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, in a nice community, those must be some nice roofs. So I'm guessing you brought in nearly six figures in net profit, net revenue to deal with a couple of angry right. people. And I can't tell you the reason people bother with that. Because most business owners will immediately shy away. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset anybody. But we mailed 200 pieces, and we had four people. Get well, upset. you got that Five right, Everett. In fact, upset. people will most people will shy away before that point because that's when they will tell you or me, and you hear it a lot. Like they won't even do it. Right. I won't even do that mailing because I think I'll get blowback. So they mm-hmm. shy away way before they even switch off podcast episodes like this. Going, yeah, no, I'm never doing that one. I'll tune in next week to see something else that I might do, but. I'm not doing that one. I might get some some complaints. Well, let me put it this way. If you got three angry complaints and you brought in uh, $60,000, you got paid $20,000 per complaint. Yeah, now, that's exactly. a pretty good pay. I don't know any customer <laughs> service rep that gets paid $20,000 per complaint that they handle. And if that's the case, just give me some more complaints, baby. I'm happy to take them. Exactly. So now you wake up every day going, how can I get five more complaints because I would like another six figures? And so that let's leave it there because that's, I'm telling you, I'm not inside his head, but Donald Trump being a successful entrepreneur, which is an understatement, and being successful all over the place in different fields, including being, for crying out loud, the President of the United States, still hard for me to believe that, it not only says, oh, I'll deal with the blowback if it happens, I wouldn't be surprised if he wakes up every day and says, what else can I do today to get some blowback? What can I do to get some, uh, to get some negative feedback? Because that means that he's getting attention. And if he's getting attention, he's winning. Exactly. Exactly. Quite the exact opposite of having thin skin, dear listener. And as always, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we also hope to hear from you when you go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and you find the contact information, which will get you directly to Everett or myself, and you can get on our calendar, and you can ask us a question, and you can also get our advanced tip that we hold every week for people that go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and contact us. 
We'll share it with you, and we'll go even further. We'll help you implement it in your business, answer any other questions you have. We'll help you out. That's why we're here. Absolutely. So with that, we'll call it into this episode. And I will say that Everett, that was the worst episode. That was the worst advice ever. That was the worst stories ever. You're terrible. I can't imagine anybody. You should be impeached off of the podcast. In fact, so should I. This was clearly the worst episode any two people ever did. We should both be imprisoned for it and impeached and resisted and obstructed and burned in effigy and marched against, and we are just terrible people. Hey, do, you, do you give me money? Do, do you pay me for the services that I... Do you pay me for uh, services? Do I just, personally? Uh, no. Yeah. No, okay. Are you are you ever going to hire me to do anything? Uh, are you well, ever going to uh, write me a check for anything? No, likely no. Oh, well, your opinion doesn't matter then. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. All right. I that was think good they stuff. Got I like it. Yeah, that was a good one. I think they'll get the point. And more than that, they'll, I think they'll really enjoy that because those are two great stories. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, mean, I, uh, I know you've said them before, and we've heard them, but I mean, that's those are great elements of, you know, that's great elements of something to listen to. You got good advice, and you were entertained. Right. Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, very cool. Now, if there's a time that's good for you, that uh, I actually have an appointment with a prospective client this afternoon, uh, which is cool. That is very cool. Uh, My wife does go around to all these networking things and whatever, and once in a while she talks to someone who says, yeah, I want to talk to your husband. So uh, we have this appointment coming up in uh, an hour and a half. But uh, I would love to talk and put something together to to get clients. It's irking me. Let's take a look here. I know I can help them, and I know there's a ton of contractors out there that could use the help. Jeez. Um, you know, the one way I did okay? it before was they had placed a crappy yellow page ad, and I was their rep and got to walk in and help them. Like, if they had not placed the crappy yellow page ad, they never would have looked for help with their sales and marketing. So I know they're not, like, thinking, you know, keeping them up and night going, I need a marketing consultant. Um, can we talk on Saturday? Will that work? Yes. What uh, what time do you want to talk? Uh, you tell me. I'll just put it on the calendar. Uh, you're two hours or three hours right now? Now it's three. three I'm three okay. hours earlier, so right now it's two yeah. o'clock. Okay. So let's do, uh, I'll do just like three o'clock, noon your time? Noon my time. Sounds perfect. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want me to call you? You call me. What do you want to do? Uh, why don't you give me a call? Will do. Cool. Awesome. I will, uh, I will call you at 3 o'clock your time on Saturday. I look forward to it. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.